Life Audio. So what happens when you put your kids first is you can focus on soccer, you can focus on football games, you can focus on basketball games, fundraising, PTA, vacations, even family vacations. You can focus on all of that stuff. Meanwhile, your marriage is deteriorating. It's rotting away before your very own eyes, but you don't have time to deal with it because you're so wrapped up in your kids. You are listening to Real Relationship Talk, a podcast helping married and pre-married couples build lasting love from above. Got problems? Let's solve them. Because real trials need real truth. Now it's time to get in the game with your relationship coach and host, Dana Shea. Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome to Real Relationship Talk. I am Dana Shea, and I am so happy to have you all on today's episode. Today, you all, this is probably one of the most important conversations that I will ever have with any parent, any parent who is married, any parent who wants to have a beautiful marriage. Now, if you are married, and if you are a parent, you have children, And you're not really interested in having a beautiful marriage. You just kind of want to have an eh, an okay marriage. Well, this conversation might not be for you. However, if you are in a blended family, a step family, if you have children, if you have ever struggled with how do I find the balance between taking care of my children and nurturing my marriage? Well, then friend, this conversation is for you. Before we get into all of today's wonderful nuggets, we just got back from vacation, you guys, and let me tell you, I'm first of all, my if, you, if you're watching on YouTube, you might see a little bit of baggage underneath the eyes um, because we got back super late last night or early this morning, I should say. And Team Williams, which is what I call my family, Team Williams, we went to Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and had an amazing, amazing time. If you follow me on Facebook or Instagram, you've probably seen our stories and you've seen us in the wild It really wasn't the wild. It was really a lake. Um, My kids were on a canoe, but that is a little wild for me. I don't really do outdoors like that um, in bulrushes and bushes and things of that sort. So um, I'm definitely a city girl or suburban girl, actually, even more so than city. So this was a little bit of an adventure. We stayed in this beautiful lake house. We had the most amazing, amazing hosts. I'm so, so thankful for them and just the beauty of all that they that they provided for us and their beautiful, beautiful home. Um, but one of the things that while we were away, I really got to thinking, and this is going to tie really beautiful into this episode. So Sean and I are going to be celebrating 25 years of marriage next year, which is crazy. I cannot believe it. We've been married for that long. So we've been celebrating for 25, or we've been married for 25 years. We'll be celebrating 25 years coming up. And our anniversary is July 3rd, which we always take family vacay around the last week of June, early July. This year was a little bit of an anomaly. We had lots of things happening this summer that made us push back our vacay a little bit, but we normally go on vacation like early, early July. And so I was thinking 25 years is kind of a big year. And Sean and I have already planned, we are going to go somewhere extravagant, okay? We're not going to go like three hours away. We're going to take an incredible vacation. But guess what? That probably means, especially because we just took an international trip with our kids, that probably means that we're not going to take this big family vacation next year. 
So, of course, we tell our kids and they're like, uh, what does that have to do with us? <laughs> like, um, what does y'all's anniversary have to do with us? And I just laugh because we have lived in this tension for 24 years of not putting our kids first. And even me saying that, some of you amazing, incredible, beautiful, compassionate parents are bristling. Like, oh my gosh, I'm shaking. What does she mean? Don't put the kids first. Don't put the kids first. We've got to put the kids first. But I'm going to tell you today on this podcast why when you put your kids first, you actually harm your marriage. Okay. And I'm just going to, spoiler alert, you harm your marriage when you put your kids first. And we're going to get into why in just a few moments. But I also want to share with you guys our latest podcast review. I love, love, love when you guys review and rate the podcast. It just makes me so happy. And I love hearing from you. So Ellen Steves, and I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly, Ellen, but Ellen actually rated the show on Apple Podcasts, and she says, pure gold. I look forward to this podcast every week, and I share it with many of my friends. Dana's wisdom and delivery is so refreshing. I love how she incorporates faith, but also so much real talk. Thank you so much for that, Ellen. I am so grateful for you and for you sharing um, just how much the podcast has meant to you. You guys, I was in my Instagram DM on vacation. I know, I I know. I said I wasn't going to do any work, but I don't like to leave people like on red for eight days. At least like an email, you can set up a vacation response. You can say, hey, I'm on vacation. I'm not checking my emails. But on Instagram, I guess people see your stories and they can figure it out. But anyway, I digress. I responded to several Instagram DMs of people who are newer to the podcast. And, you know, I think because I've been doing the show for almost three years, sometimes it really escapes me that this podcast is literally helping lives. It is literally helping to save and restore marriages. And that's no credit to myself per se, but it just makes me that much more aware of the work that we have to do here. And I'm so grateful for every single one of you who tune in faithfully, whether this is your first time or whether you are um, a faithful listener of this podcast. I just want to let you know how much I appreciate you being here. Let me ask you a question. How connected are you and your marriage or relationship? Does it sometimes feel that there's something standing in the way of the true intimacy you desire? The first step to reconnection is to measure how far you're disconnected. That's why I've created a free tool to help you check your connection. This short two-minute quiz will assess how present and connected you are and how to deepen your intimacy. Take the quiz at danashay.com forward slash partner quiz. That's D-A-N-A-C-H-E dot com forward slash partner quiz. All right, friends. So Ellen said that this podcast incorporates faith and real talk. And if you have been listening, you know that just recently we incorporated a brand new episode every Friday called Faith Fridays. And that's where we just talk about faith. They're really, really short episodes, five to eight minutes. And it's basically me sharing a scripture, breaking it down, giving you a little takeaway, and then asking you to come up with your own takeaway from that scripture. So if you haven't tuned into one of our Faith Fridays, you can find them obviously here on the podcast, but just scroll through and just take a listen to some of them and watch your faith grow. All right. I think that's all the preliminaries that I wanted to say before we get into today's show, into the meat, into the very opinionated but necessary conversation for today. I feel like I need to pray because 
I'm going to offend somebody up on this podcast today. I know I am because some of you already are like, what does she mean? Don't put your kids first. Of course you put your kids first. You put everybody first. You should come last. As a matter of fact, if you're a Christian, have you ever heard of that J-O-Y acronym? Jesus, others, you. So many of us were born uh, or raised, I should say, in this whole idea that you always come last. Everybody is first. You're always last. When you get married, your spouse is first. But then when you have kids, we don't say this, but we do this. We end up putting our kids even before our spouse. So in many families, this is how it looks. Your kids are first. Your spouse might come in there second. Friends, neighbors, responsibilities, jobs, third. If you have a relationship with the Lord, he's probably third or fourth in there somewhere in the mix. And then you are like on the bottom, bottom, bottom of the totem pole. And somehow that's supposed to make us feel like we're great mothers or we're great parents. That is so lopsided and it's so destructive to you. And I'm talking to my moms, especially here, to you as a woman, not even a mom, not even a wife, but just you as a woman. And it's also destructive to your family. So if you all know me, if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you know that I am really big on boundaries. I was having a conversation with my oldest son. He didn't go on vacation with us, which was really sad because this is the first year, he's 24, this is the first year that he's not been on family vacay. He had just gone to Dubai for his birthday and Miami for something else. And so he was like, mom, I just need to be home. I get it. Great. He came and he picked me up from the airport, had to drop our rental off. And um, so we were sitting outside and we were talking and I said, you know, you have to live a boundary life. You have to put boundaries around yourself. I live this way, you all. It's not something that I just teach. It is who I am. I'm a very boundary person. I have boundaries around my time. I have boundaries around my relationships, my friendships. I have boundaries around what I'm going to do, what I'm not going to do, my money, all of those things. And it doesn't make me feel like I'm being squeezed in or like someone's taking something from me. It actually gives me freedom because I know what I can do and when I can do it. Not what I can't do and why I can't do it, but it actually gives me freedom. So what does this have to do with parenting? Well, when you put boundaries around your relationship with your children, it also provides them safety. It provides them with expectations and it gives them freedom. They know how they can interact with you and then how they cannot interact with you. When it's just a free-for-all and your kids just have unfettered access to you at all times, regardless that is not healthy. So again, since we're already starting the offense, I'm going to go ahead and offend you and say, I am not one for like sleeping, kids sleeping in your bed. Now I get it. And again, y'all, some of these things are just totally my opinion. So you can just take them for what they're worth. But when Sean and I had kids, which if if y'all know, if y'all been listening, you know that Chris was six weeks old when we got married. So we got married with a child. Okay. So we knew this. We were young and dumb, but we at least knew this. This little baby that we just created, we love him. He's so cute, but he cannot live in our bed with us. We are newlyweds and we need to be free to be newlyweds without a baby lying next to us. So Chris from day one had his own room right next to ours. He wasn't going to die. We had a baby monitor. So if he cried, Sean. Yes, Sean would get up because Dana was breastfeeding. So I'm always up. So Sean gets to share in the fun. 
So this is another thing, y'all, that I established literally early on. I am not going to be ripping and running and I'm working full time. I'm in school full time. Now you want me to get up every single time and go get the baby? No, 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 sir. You can help out too. Okay. So, and Sean was very, very agreeable to that. It was probably his idea. He was like, nope, you got to get up and breastfeed. So I'm going to go get up and get the baby. This was our arrangement. It worked. Now, were there nights that I would like fall asleep with Chris in my arm? Absolutely. Of course. That's just, that's just real life, right? You wake up and then, okay, now I'm going to put him back in his bed. And then we're going to do the whole thing over all over again. We had three other kids after Chris and the same thing. We've never had children like take up residence in our bed. Now, for some parents, they love the co-sleeping thing. It works for them. If it works for you and your marriage is not suffering because of it, then great. I'm not telling you that you don't have to, um, that, that you have to like abandon that if it works for you. But what I am saying is that oftentimes when your children have access to every single part of you and every single part of your life and your relationship and your marriage, they don't know where they end and where you begin. That's a boundary. That's a boundary line. That's literally the definition of a boundary. It's where you begin and where I end. So for us, we just made it very clear to our kids that you end in your bedroom at night. And mommy and daddy, we have a whole other life that's separate from you guys. And that worked for us. Okay, you guys. So let's continue this conversation. But first, let's listen to this word from our sponsor. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about just co-sleeping or should your kids be in your room and not your room. Now I want to talk about kids as they grow up. Your children have a superpower called let's find the weakest link. They look at mom, they look at dad, and they're trying to find out who is the weakest link. And then they're going to go attack that link. If y'all have never seen this in person, I'm telling you, you think your kids are nice and sweet. They're plotting on you. Oh, yes, they are. So this is what I see a lot of times. Said child will go to the weakest link parent. That's usually the parent who um, isn't going to say no. It's the parent who they know they can get their way with. It's the fun parent who lets them get away with everything. They're going to go to that parent. And I'm not saying weak, like you're a weak person. I'm just saying in a kid's eye, you're the one they're going after. Okay. So the kid goes to that parent and they ask for something. Oh, daddy. Oh, mommy, I love you so much. Can I have some dessert? I know it's after midnight and I know I should be in bed, but please, oh, just one more cup of juice, please. That's kids, right? So that parent unsuspectingly says, oh, sure, go ahead. And then they meet eyes with their spouse who is not very pleased and is like, what are you doing? 
Why did you tell that kid that they could have ice cream? It's midnight. They're supposed to be in bed. You know, they're going to pee in the bed. You know, they're going to be up all night. They're going to have energy, whatever it is, right? And so that causes this now conflict between the spouse and the kid is over there eating their little ice cream in glee, not caring that now you guys are disagreed. So if you guys listened to last week's episode, Sean and I actually were on together. If you haven't taken a listen to that, go ahead and listen. It's episode 157. And we were talking about how to, um, what do you do when you, dis- when you disagree on how to discipline your kids? This is exactly what I'm talking about right here. You disagree on what the rules should be, on what the consequence, if needed, should be. And kids have a way of getting in between parents when it comes to the whole discipline rule structure thing. But let's talk about something else, because when I'm doing premarital coaching, one of our most important sessions is on this whole topic of parenting. And I do this with every single couple, whether they now if they're just like, we don't want to have kids, we absolutely will never have kids. Then, okay. I personally have not had a couple say that yet. So all of the couples that I have done premarital coaching in, whether you're a blended family, whether you are um, an older couple that's getting married, or whether you are, a, you know, 20-something-year-olds, you're, you're newlyweds or about to be newlyweds, we are going to have this conversation about parenting because it's so important. And this is what I always say. Your child, when they're about three or four years old, is going to figure out that they are not the most important thing in the world. I don't know when it happens, but it's like they just figure out like, oh, there's a whole other person in this house with me and it's a mom or it's a dad. It's not me. I'm not the center of the world. So what they do is they will try to weasel their little way in between you guys and between you mom and dad. Every kid does it. So if you allow them to do that, you have just sent a very powerful message to that child that they come before your husband or your wife. And I'm going to say this to step families, blended families, because a lot of times there's a lot of guilt because you feel like, well, technically that kid and that parent, they had a relationship before I came on the scene. So who am I to get in that mix? And listen, it's messy. It's tricky. I get it. But if you're in a blended family, you still cannot put your children before your spouse. Your children have to know that they, the kid, they're not the number one priority. No, no, no. Not even in a blended family. They are not the number one priority. Because guess what? Whether you're in a blended family or whether this is your organic, natural family, those kids one day are going to grow up and move out. And what's going to happen is you're going to be left with your spouse. And if you have spent 20 years, 25 years putting these kids first, their needs first, their desires first, then guess what's going to happen with you and your spouse? What's going to happen is what happens to a lot of spouses that are in what they call the 20-year itch marriages. 20-year itch, go look that up, where couples rapidly get divorced. What happens after 20 years? Oh my gosh, that's like two decades of time invested. Why would you leave a marriage after two decades? why people leave marriages is because they look up and they're like, who are you? I don't even know you. I'm so disconnected. And this is why so much you guys, I talk about that partner quiz that you heard about probably in the promo of this episode. If you haven't, then you can go to danashay.com slash partner quiz, because I want you to learn not only how disconnected you are as spouses, but how to reconnect. That's really what this is all about, is how to stay connected as husband and wives, as partners, after you have children. 
Because if you neglect your spouse for the sake of your child, what's going to happen when your child leaves the house is you are so disconnected. You have no more relationship. And many couples are like, yeah, okay, I'm not needing to be in this marriage anymore. It's time for me to move on to the next thing. It's time for me to go find myself. There are things that I've wanted to do, and I wasn't able to do that because I was parenting, I was momming, I was dadding, whatever you want to call it. And now I can go and pursue my dreams. Now I can go and really do the thing that I want to do. And so peace out, sayonara, I'm out of here. And that's what happens, unfortunately, in many, many marriages. You see, when you put your kids first, it allows you to neglect the marriage problems that you have. And this is not a good thing. You don't need to talk about your marriage problems every day. You don't need to be in therapy for 10 years. You don't even need to be in coaching for 10 years. But what you do need to do is you need to be proactive and take initiative. When you see problems arise in your marriage, you need to be able to address those immediately. So what happens when you put your kids first is you can focus on soccer. You can focus on football games. You can focus on basketball games, fundraising, PTA, vacations, even family vacations. You can focus on all of that stuff. Meanwhile, your marriage is deteriorating. It's rotting away before your very own eyes, but you don't have time to deal with it because you're so wrapped up in your kids. So when the kids are no longer there to provide that buffer, now you're faced with husband, wife, marriage, problems. And for many couples, that's just too much to bear and they don't make it. I'm going to tell you another reason why putting your kids first actually harms your marriage. And is it because it builds resentment? It builds resentment. There are so many men, and I'm going to speak up for my fellas here because some of y'all ain't saying nothing to your wives, but you say stuff to me. You say it in coaching and you say it in emails and you say it in DMs. You feel neglected because your wife goes hard for her kids, but she doesn't go hard for you. Your wife gives all of her time, energy, a focus, and attention to your children, but she gives none of that to you. So you want to know what happens, wives? These men, they become resentful. Now, I'm not making any excuses for what they choose to do after they become resentful, okay? So you will never hear me give an excuse for infidelity or give an excuse for them numbing with alcohol or work, being a workaholic or whatever, whatever their vices that they choose. I just want to give you some information, though, some wisdom, that if you are neglecting your husband, and it could be the opposite, maybe husband, you're neglecting your wife. This isn't very common, but it could be because of your children, then you are building resentment in your spouse because it used to be you and them before your kids ever came along. It was you two. Now, again, maybe you're thinking, well, I'm in a blended family. I've always had kids, but you still were together before you introduced your children into the mix, even if you are a blended family. Does that make sense? You still had a relationship prior to, hey, guys, I want you to meet my new man. I want you to meet this new woman. So you have to remember that. You have to keep that the main thing. Prioritize your marriage. Go out on dates. You can find a babysitter. Y'all, we find money for whatever we want to find money for. It's an investment. This is why I tell people and they're like, we need coaching, but we can't afford it. We can afford what we want to afford. That's just the truth. We can afford what we think is important. So if you think your marriage is important, invest in it. Go out on dates. Go out on a couple's vacation. 
Sean and I take a couple's vacation almost every year. Now, we've been taking couples vacations and family vacations, which is great. But like I said, next year, we're probably going to take the kids to, like, North Carolina. And if y'all know where I live, that's, like, two hours from here. And that's not a bad vacation, right? It's going to be fun. They're going to have a good time. But we're going to go all out for our 25th. But you need to take some time, and you need to invest in your marriage. Go on a walk. Your kids don't need to tag along. No. Mommy and Daddy will be back. Oh, my gosh, we can't leave them. Okay, well, wait for them to take a nap and go around to walk around your neighborhood. It's okay. I promise you're not going to get in trouble by the police if you go on a little bike ride around your neighborhood while your kids are taking a nap. Now, if they're one, probably don't leave them. But you guys get what I'm saying. Make time. Create space. Make a way. Call a neighbor over. Call your in-laws. Do something. Figure out how can we actually spend time together as a couple so that our kids know our marriage is important. Your kids need to see you physical. We talked about this a few episodes ago. Why your kids need to see you get a room. Your kids need to see you hugging, kissing, laughing, joking, smiling. They need to see all of that. They need to be told, not right now. Mommy and daddy are having a conversation. So we do this all the time. Well, Sean and I will be talking. And our kids, as old as they are, they still try it. Y'all, they still try it. They will be like, hey, mom. And they'll just like want to cut in our conversation. I have to be like, hang on. I'm talking to your dad right now. You can wait. Now, I don't necessarily tell them you can wait, but that's the message that I'm sending to them. You are not the most important thing in my life. And I know that might sound harsh, you all, but it is the truth. Your kids can wait. Don't let them interrupt your conversation that you're having with your spouse. First of all, it's just bad manners. But second of all, kids need to be taught that my husband, my wife, they are the most important person in my life. Not you, little Susie, as cute as you are. Now, let's elevate this up to adult kids. I have two adult kids, two teenagers. And our kids, because they have been grown up or because they have grown up in a house where we have modeled this, the adult kids really don't have much problems with this, okay? Now, my daughter is uh, going into her senior year in college, and she always calls in distress. Always, you guys. And Sean, if y'all have heard me talk about this man, my wonderful husband, is a hero helper. Okay, so Kayla's in distress. Sean is on the move. And sometimes I have to tell him, Sean, let her figure that out for herself. She she can figure that one out. I promise you, she's going to be all right. Now, I know it's a good, he's a good dad. I'm not taking anything from him. But what I'm saying is that even things like that, if you and your spouse are together on a date or you're having a conversation or you're working on something together and an adult child comes in, And an adult adult child calls, oh, we haven't talked to this kid in two weeks. Okay, well, if you're in the middle of something with your spouse, call the kid back. What am I saying? Prioritize your connection above all else. Keep your marriage the main thing. I think that it's so important that we understand that we are teaching our kids. This is why I started off this whole podcast series, this marriage and family series with the seven lessons that your marriage is teaching your kids. And we'll link to all of these, you guys, in the show notes. You're like, what was that episode? What was that episode? We'll link to all of them in the show notes. But your marriage is literally setting an example for your kids. So if you teach your child that they come first and everything, they're gonna get out here in this big bad world And this world is going to be like, uh, no, you don't come first. You are not the center of the universe. And your kid is going to be shocked 
because that's all they grew up in is thinking that they were the center of your world. But that's not how it works in the real world. And then they're going to marry someone potentially who they think they now have to put themselves last for and put their own kids first. So now we're just repeating the cycle. I think a better way is we need to flip that paradigm upside down. You don't need to be last. Now, I'm not telling you to be selfish. I'm not telling you you should neglect your children. I'm not telling you that your kids' desires and dreams shouldn't matter. All of that is true, right? They should matter. You should not neglect your children. And no, you should not be selfish. But you do not belong on the lowest end of the totem pole. There's so much wisdom out here about self-care and how people are literally suffering mental breakdowns, you all. Mental health is a real thing because they have neglected themselves for so long. I'm a huge advocate in self-care. And by self-care, it doesn't mean selfish care. It means take care of yourself. Go for a walk. Eat healthy. Eating healthy is self-care. Mind your attitude. Forgive. That's all self-care. That's the self-care nobody wants to talk about because people really do. We really, at our core, y'all, we really do tend to be selfish. So sometimes self-care can be taught as just don't worry about anybody else. Just care about yourself. That's not how I teach it. I teach self-care as making sure that you are the best that you can be inside so that all of these other relationships outside that really do matter, you can give yourself, you can give the best of yourself to those. That's how I teach self-care. But you need to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. And then, like I said, you need to make sure that you're nurturing that marriage. If you are not taking care of yourself, you're not going to be able to nurture your marriage. If you're not nurturing your marriage, then you're not really going to have a successful parenting slash family life. So when we get this out of balance, everything suffers. Everyone suffers, except for the kid. But you know what? They're going to suffer too when they realize that at 25 years old, my parents are getting divorced. How many of you were in your 20s when your parents got divorced and it shook you? Now, some of you, it didn't shake because you saw them having problems your whole childhood. Some of y'all are like, I'm so glad my parents got divorced finally. But it didn't have to be that way. Because if your parents would have focused on their marriage more than they focused on you, then maybe things would have been different. Y'all, I am not perfect at this. I'm not perfect in anything. I don't ever want to get on a podcast episode and pretend like we've just got all the answers and we're doing this thing right the whole time. We have made our fair share of mistakes and we'll make more mistakes for sure. But this is one thing that we don't struggle in. The Williams kids know that they are important to us, but they know that they are not the most important thing to us. I love my kids fiercely and ferociously, and if you ever try to come up against one of them, you will feel my fury. But my kids know that before they existed, I had a relationship with their dad. And I'm going to preserve and protect that as best as I can, for as long as I can. Because I want to show them that's the right order. That's the right priority. That's the example that we want to show our kids. And I pray that it's the example that you want to show your kids as well. I'll say this before we go today that I know that some of you, maybe you feel like we've done it wrong. Our kids are gone. Maybe you maybe you got divorced and you're having a lot of regrets. You know, I, I tend to be like a 
convicting, challenging. I'm going to challenge you. That's the coach in me, right? I'm not going to let you sit on the sideline and pout, get up and get back in the game. That's kind of how I am. But I never want you to leave a podcast episode feeling shame or feeling um, regret or feeling some sort of condemnation. That's never, ever, ever my goal. What I do want you to do, though, especially if you can still do something about this, is to make some changes. So right now, today, don't just listen to this episode and then walk away and then don't do anything. What changes do you need to make in your marriage right now? Where have you put your kids before your spouse? Where have you allowed your children to take center stage? And what do you need to do? Like, what are some practical things? Some of you guys, let's make this real, real practical because some of y'all are listening to this and you're like, yeah, that's true, that's true. But nothing's coming to your mind. I want to ask you right now, take a minute, think about what are some practical things that you can do right now to right the ship. For some of you, your child is eight years old and they're still sleeping in your bed. It's time for them to go to their room, okay? For some of you, maybe it's we don't spend any time on the weekends because our weekends are full of kids' sports. You all, I had a pair of neighbors who I would watch them. On Fridays, the kids would come home from school. Dad would take son to, I'm not going to say specifically because people live in my neighborhood who might be listening will know exactly who I'm talking about. But dad would take son to this particular sporting event and mom would take daughter to that particular sporting event. And then you would see them Sunday evening come back home. They did that for years. Weekends spent separately with kids and sports. Neither one of those kids played at the college level. So I'm like, what was all that about? And that couple suffered in their marriage. If you're prioritizing your kids' sporting events, I'm going to tell you that that is a dead end road. I know we all think our kids are going pro. I look at my kids, all my kids are athletes. I think they're all going pro. But you know what? Even if they go pro and my marriage suffers and dissolves, was that really a success? So I want to end this episode by really challenging you to do something practical today to make sure that you are honoring your marriage before you are honoring your children. Make sure that you prioritize your marriage before you prioritize your children. So thank you all so very much for listening today. If you're still with me, if I didn't offend you to the bone, I appreciate you being here. Thanks again for your podcast reviews. If you have not written a podcast review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I would so appreciate you writing a review. It lets me know that the show means a lot to you and it helps other people to see what Real Relationship Talk is all about. So you can find the show notes to this episode at realrelationshiptalk.com forward slash episode 157. Nine And be sure to join us on Friday for our Faith Friday episode. It's all about faith. Whether you're new to your faith, you're questioning your faith, or you're strong in your faith, I would love for you to come and listen and get your faith takeaway. And again, as you heard me mention at the top of the show, be sure to take our partner quiz. You can find out how connected you are to your partner, whether you're married or whether you're in another romantic relationship. And then more importantly, what you can do to reconnect. You can find all of that at danashay.com forward slash partner quiz. And as we end every episode in saying a good relationship is not one that works, a good relationship is one where you put in the work. Let's get to work, my friends. I will see you on the next episode. Take care. Thank you for listening to Real Relationship Talk with Dana Shea. Find the show notes, helpful articles, and more relationship tips at realrelationshiptalk.com. 
Enjoying the show? Be sure to rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And remember to subscribe. We'll see you on the next episode.